everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where I'm joined this week by Betfair's Mark Kurowski. Mark, how's it going? Keeping well? Yeah, all good. Lucky leaders, all good. Um, had a couple of winners this week. Looking forward to the weekend's action. Um, hopefully you can get a couple of winners on, on this week's podcast. Yeah, definitely. It's, we've got uh, the jumps coming back. We've got Cheltenham we'll be looking at. And also as well, some decent flat action at Doncaster and at Newbury. And it's Doncaster where we're going to be heading first. We're going to be starting uh, with the feature race on the card there. It's the 315. It's the Verton Futurity Trophy Stakes. It's a Group 1 contest. Many good horses have won this down the years. And Luxembourg is your current favourite for Aidan O'Brien. He's just a shade of odds on. You can get 10 to 11 uh, with some firms. Uh, Mark, is this... Uh, a favourite we want to be getting stuck into or want to be opposing? I think um, the prices, I mean, look, I can see four to five, five to six. I think that uh, Luxembourg at the moment, I think I think he's too short. Um, I'm not convinced with the stable form at the moment of Aidan O'Brien. Um, three from 52. I mean, for that for that yard, I mean, that's pretty poor. Um, 5% strike rate. The yard just hasn't been firing for me. Um, I, think, I think you've got to take Luxembourg on. At the at the prices, I think five to four of the field here is massive. I think with the stable form, this should be around nine to four, five to two. I think anything odds on, you got to be laying that in the win, and maybe even placely as well, two and three places. Yeah, definitely. I think um, the 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 other horses in the betting, like Royal Patronage, Bayside Boy, Imperial Fighter, you know, they're all worthy adversaries. And sorry um... for interrupting you there, Chris. Right, it's funny you mentioned Royal Patronage there. I did uh, an article with uh, Ryan Moore. I interviewed him and for betting dog betfair and he spoke very positively about royal patronage um and obviously done it well last time from an unlikely position be a, a nice godolphin runner that horse is, is underrated and i mean i'm looking at prices now i think royal patronage should be around six to four seven to four here and i'm seeing four to one in the sports book right now yeah he's definitely um like you say an underrated horse we saw that form as well boosted by caribus who obviously just got there a little bit too soon on the day. I quite like the chances of Bayside Boy myself. I think he is a little bit overpriced. I think he'll be suited by the extra furlong. He was flying at the line. He was um, really seeing the trip out well. And I think the step up to a mile will definitely be up his street. Won the champagne stakes as well at this course. Uh, I think it'll play to his strengths. And the Royal Patronage as well. We're, we know he's going to go forward. And I think uh, that would be a, a good target for Bayside Boy to aim at. And um, yeah, I think um, I think that, that them two could be involved in maybe a reverse forecast. So so that's the way I would play. Imperial Fighter as well is, is an interesting horse. But I think he's got to step up a, a little bit. But yeah, I, I'm not keen on Luxembourg at all. I just think it's reputation, isn't it? That's why he's favourite. Because Aiden O'Brien, he's won this... Uh, race many times. I think he's going for his 10th victory in the race, so it's definitely one he likes to target, but Luxembourg... And the form looks like good either, Chris, last time out. It doesn't look that impressive. It looks like the pace collapsed as well. Just picked it up on the outside. Yeah, he, he did it very impressively, but like you say, I'm not sure what he beat, and he's taken on a few useful juveniles here that have got some good, solid form, so mm-hmm. you, you, I think you've got to be taking him on, and I, I think the main two, as we just covered there, are Royal Patronage and Bayside Boy. I think one of those two will win the race, personally. He, he could be at the three here. Possibly. He possibly could. He, I, I wouldn't quite go to that level because I think he was impressive at the Cara. But I think for win purposes, I think he's very vulnerable. And like I say, there are a couple of horses in here that, that could potentially um, take his scalp. So 
yeah, definitely, definitely a lay one for me, but maybe not for the places. So anyway, that is the Verse and Futurity uh, stakes covered. So it's going to be Royal Patronage for Mark, and I'm quite keen on the chances of Bayside Boy. We move on to the next race. We're going to look at Doncaster. It's the 350 Virgin Bet Doncaster stakes, a listed contest. Quite an interesting looking race here. Um, I quite like the chances of Deodar for uh, Ryan Moore and Rafe Beckett. It was at Newbury when he won on his debut. He did a uh, job very well coming with a late run and that form has already started to, to have a nice look to it. I know um, I know that Witch Hunter's run in some decent races since and has been a little bit unlucky, arguably you could say, especially at Salisbury. Um, I think Martin Meatorse came out and won at Newcastle. So the form looks um, pretty good. Obviously, Flaming Rib as well. He's uh, been in a rich vein of form. And uh, it's going to probably uh, be be the one they've all got to beat. But uh, what were you liking here, Mark? Did you agree with me about Diodar, or are you quite keen on the favourite? I'm keen on Diodar as well. I'm pretty sure we put this one up before. Is this one not a non runner? I mean, put this one up before. He might have been a non runner. Um, he's definitely we put it up quite recently. He's definitely a horse I've had on my radar since he won yep. at Newbury. But um, but yeah, he yep. just looks like he he's got more improvements. Kind of okay, he's only one run. Um, one win, obviously, at Newbury, but the way he picked up was very good, wasn't it? Yeah, the form of Witch Hunter is, as well, like, I um, I put Witch Hunter up the other week. It was heavily backed. Um, it was backed from around about 4 to 1, 5 to 1. Went up 7 at 4 last time out. Um, was that around 7 at 4? I'm sure it got heavily backed. Um, no, it was Dean O'Neill. It was 12s and 12s into 11 to 2 and just got beat by Canonized in New York and Misty Company. I think Deodor looks... It looks maybe group three, group team two material. Um, I think it should be too good for this lot. I mean, Flaming Rib has got decent form in the book. Um, what's going on with the jockey book in there? Um, they're keeping the claimer on board. I thought I thought Richard might have got the right because he's rode rode this one previously. But I think Theodore just just too classy in the book. And Ryan Moore is a big eye catcher. I think eleven or four, three or one is a good price. Yeah, definitely. I I could see him. Um... Especially if Rex Beckett gets any winners early on the board, um, he's got a couple of other chances. Good old favourite. Yeah, definitely. I could see see um, Flame and Rib maybe being slightly weak in the market, and there's a lot expected. I think of Diodar. The only thing I would say about Diodar, he is actually a gelding. So if he was to win this, he might not be able to run in some of those top races. I'm not sure if get geldings can run in the guineas. Have to take a double check on that. But uh, yeah, he he might be kept kept away from some of the the main the races that we think he could could be um more than capable of running in. But uh, yeah, me and Mark then are quite keen on the chances of Deodar. We're then moving on to Newbury now where they've got a good card there. Um we're gonna go to the two o'clock which is a Group 3 contest. It's the Virgin Bet Horace Hill. We've seen some nice horses um, win this race down the years. And Noble Truth heads the betting uh, for James Doyle and Charlie Appleby, was just touched off last time out in the Jean-Luc uh, Lagardère by Angel Blur. Um, this obviously is a step down in class. Uh, Mark, uh, Noble Truth, is he one that we want to uh, side with, or do we think there's nothing there to get him beat? I think this is one potentially, I think, a bit short for me currently. I mean, it's quite quite clear on the ratings at the moment, but I think there's a, there's a couple in here. In the, I think light, light infantry could be interesting. Um, I thought this one was quite impressive on, on debut uh, for David Simcock and Jamie Spencer. Um, it was a bit of money that day. Won very, very impressively. 
um, slowly away, absolutely hacked up, classing Spencer. I think if they go a fast, fast pace, I think it could be playing to uh, light infantry's hands here. And I think Spencer will just sit out the back. Would a lane noble true for the current price? I mean, he's around 15 to 8. I think if he goes around 6 to 4, 5 to 4, it could be a, a win lay. But I think light infantry around 5 to 1 is a decent each way bit here. Because you know what Spencer's going to do? He's just going to sit out the back and pick them up late, come come late. I think it looks quite a classy sort. Obviously, Simcox moving up into Group 3 company. Um, he's not one for chucking him in the deep end if, if he doesn't think he's got a live chance. So light infantry for me, I'll probably bet this one winning place or each way on the sportsbook. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting sort. David Simcock's not renowned for having many juvenile winners, and he he's unleashed a couple recently. And I remember when this horse won, it was a, a very um, eye-catching debut. And yeah, he, why not have a go at this level? Um, if you're going to win like that, you, you would definitely think he's going to be at least a pattern class performer. But I do think it is a little bit more open than the betting suggests. I think. Who Yao Mao is interesting. Uh, just was uh, chinned by Noble Truth when they last met at Doncaster. Have to give him a, a chance. But I thought Dubai Pert was a little bit overpriced here. That was a good run last time behind Caribus uh, in the Autumn Stakes. Um, and we think Caribus could potentially be uh, the real deal next year, potentially in some of those uh, classic um, races. Uh, Dubai Pert won over this course and distance quite impressively. Um, when he broke his main tag. And I just think maybe returning to this track could see him in good stead. He won't mind a little bit of ease in the ground as well. It's currently heavy at Newbury. It's going to be dry, I believe, tomorrow and Saturday. So it might um, get a little bit better, the ground, and might not be so deep. But it's still going to be riding on the easy side of good at a worst case. And I just thought he was a little bit overpriced. And um, and you got your nine running, so you're getting each way better in here as well. I thought Dubai put uh, around about 13-2. wasn't a bad each way bet so it's light infantry for mark and it's dubai per for me we then stay at newbury for the other race we're going to look at there it's uh, the 285 virgin bet saint simon stakes and siscani is our current favorite it's been well supported after winning the handicap at uh, newmarket last time out he, he was very impressive that day carrying the top weight however he's got a little bit more on his plate now against some of the older horses First taste in group company, Siscani. He's been backed into 11 to 10 mark. Do you think that's a little bit short here against some potentially horses that might have some things in their favour? Yeah, it does, does look a bit short, doesn't it? Um, they say the bootmakers aren't, aren't taking any chances with the boys in blue anyway at uh, in Newbury on Saturday. But the one, the one I'm looking at, right, I'm looking at Wells Fargo. I don't think that run last time out behind Hookham was that bad. So Hookham was very, very impressive that day. I think um, that was the day that we backed. Did we not back the second that day? We were quite sweet on... Quick form. Yeah, we were quite sweet on quick form. Um, but Hookham was very, very impressive. I think I think Wells Farble has a show here. I think that's a big step down in class to what this one's faced previously. problem with this one is settling him. I mean... Like, there's a couple of times I just let this thing go away out in front and he's just fell in a hole. But this thing can get a bit of cover. A mile four will handle the conditions. I think around 20 to 1, 25 to 1. I mean, if you can get an additional place here, I think that's a cracking bet. So I, I think this is, this, is, this is a massive step down in class for me. Um, last time he was running in, in a similar race, um, similar opposition, he ran at Chester and Listed Company. Um, and that looks more that looks more competitive than what he's facing here in Group Three company. Handled the conditions as well. 
I think Wells Fargo is probably a bet here around 20, 25 to 1. Yeah, Wells Fargo, he's definitely an interesting horse. He's obviously had his setbacks down the years, hasn't quite delivered on his initial promise because at one point he did look like he was going to be a top top class horse. But it's interesting that he's still an entire, which means he could still go and have a career as a stallion somewhere. And he's a six-year-old and it's interesting that they've not, not gone down that route. So, yeah, he's definitely a lively outsider, you have to say. And you never know if he if he does retain any of his old sparkle he's definitely maybe worth uh, a poke at a big price i thought mirando an old favorite of mine in there um i just thought he might have everything in his favor he's he's, he, he, he's an old boy as well yeah he's he's eight years old but um he's won this uh, race in the past a few years ago back in 2018 i think it was when he dead heated uh yeah i mean he's he hasn't won uh, since I remember we put him up on a podcast a couple of years ago, back in 2019, he, he hasn't won since then. But he, his conditions are soft ground. It can't rain enough for him. And the heavy going at Newbury will play to his strengths. I think he doesn't quite see out two miles. I think this mile and a half trip will be more down to, to his cup of tea. And hey, Andrew Bolden's stable, they, they were hitting a bit of a rough spell. But the last week or so, they are just picking up into a bit of form. And... Yeah, I, I do think eight to one there. That that is a little bit of value when we know that he likes the course, the yard coming into form, the ground is in his favour. He he's got less to prove than Tuscany in my He's um he was eight lamps behind Trushan in Longsdale Cup last year on level weights. What's he up against today? Nothing like that. No, exactly. I mean Tuscany does get that weight for age allowance. He is getting uh six pounds from from Miranda, you know. So when you do all the maths and that it, it, it Obviously, you can see why Soscani is in such warm order, but not all these horses, a lot of these horses that win these handicaps don't always necessarily, it doesn't always translate once they... I think the form's are good, but the last time out, I mean, Farhan, I mean, they tried to land the punt with that. Pretty sure they tried to land the punt with that on debut in Wolverhampton or Lingfield, and it just got touched off. Yeah, I remember it. Danny Musket was on it, and uh, to be honest, we probably should have won the money was down, but be, that's really 83. That can't get his head in front. Secondatus, um, I think even money's too short. Again, this is one you want to be taking on. No, I I do agree. I I think I think, I mean he could actually hose up, you know, and to win a a top top weight um to win off top weight and handicap the way he did was very impressive. But yeah, these are no mugs that he's taking on, and uh, he's going to have to improve again. I think if he if he's to learn this, but from a betting point of view. I wouldn't really want to get stuck into him at, at that kind of price. And like we've said, I think there's a few options that potentially could get him beat. So, um, yeah, me and Mark are keen to take him on. So Mark likes uh, Wales Fargo. And I thought Miranda, my old friend, might be worth a, a small punt there if you if you wanted to take on the favourite. We're then going to go for the jumps action now at Cheltenham, where we are going to the 220. And we're going to the 8-8 Sport. What's your thinking handicap? Chase, very competitive looking contest. Quite a few in here. Like Storm Patrol um, off at the top of the bet and did pretty well last year for Kerry Lee. Uh, Mark, what did you quite like in this race? Very open. You're trying to tell them, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> cool mix for me. Um, this, this one I think has got a good chance. Um, that's solid each way. I think it ran a good race last time out, and the Scottish Grand National here dropped a pound for that in the weights. I think it could be competitive off here. 
130. But I know there's um, I don't know if we can uh, we can tell the listeners what you like to say. Casey claps the price because you need this, this to stay till tomorrow morning. Yeah, exactly. That's um the hollow ginger. I just thought he was an interesting horse. Um, I think the time to catch him could be fresh. He's now down to a mark of 137, and the last time he was um down to a mark this low was ultimately when he was um at, at, at his best. He finished second off this mark at Aintree behind a smart horse of Henry de Bromheads. Um, and ever since then, I just think he suffered a little bit. But like I say, I do think the time to catch him is fresh. He won two starts ago, uh, two years ago on his first start at Worcester. He um his first completion of last year because he unseated Jamie Bargery at the first at Kelso, but his first completion was a smart effort um in the Labricks Trophy when he finished fourth behind the likes of Cloth Cap, I Write. That was quite a good renewal of, of of that race, and that was a very good run. I just think this is the time to catch him. And what's interesting as well, they're putting the cheap pieces back on, um and the last time he wore those. Uh, is when he won at Leicester. He's not worn them since. He was tried with a visor last year, but it's interesting that connections go with the first-time cheap pieces. He's down to a good mark. He could still have a little bit more to offer in a race of this nature. The yard are going well. They like to target uh, horses at this meeting. They're operating at a 30% strike rate at the moment, or quite close to that. So I just thought he was quite a big price in here, and even though he's got a lot of that... Um, letters next to his name instead of numbers i just thought he was a big price and he's more than capable i think of um landing a big pot in a, in a race of this nature so yeah the hollow ginge for me i just thought he represented a bit of value you're all over them lucky Lewis. we need this one away the weekend yeah we do F- final chance last last lance chance saloon but uh yeah ho- hopefully uh we're plenty of extra places on offer as well. We've got 15 runners, so I imagine you're going to get four or five places, maybe even six with some firms in the day. Who knows if they'll be that generous. But yeah, Mark likes the chances of cool mix um, on his seasonal return, and I quite like the chances of the Hollow Ginge. We're staying at Cheltenham, where we have the old... Uh, it's the Masterson's... Holding turtle on the old course. Uh, Tritonic here. He's your current favourite. Uh, touch of odds on four to five. Um, obviously a horse that we got quite excited about last year. Thought he could potentially be be a triumph hurdle horse. Just never seemed to be suited by the track, I thought. And even though Alan Kingstable are flying at the moment, not one I really want to get stuck into. Not sure. Um I think I think he looks difficult to beat. I think the stable form is a big plus here. Alan King are absolutely flying. I know um had a nice win. I was at Universal. Dave won for our friend Dave Cross in his racing the other day. And these horses are they're they're coming out fresh. They're winning. They're running well. They're ready to go. I think the the main danger here, as the betting would suggest, would be Stephanie Cosby. Um, has had wind surgery, but. I'm not really convinced with this one's running style. I think we set it up for Tritonic. I know our, our, our other friend, uh, Katie Clements, she backed this at 25 to 1. And he post. She never told us about this till after. But um, was, um, I think, again, before, I think it was Colixios, it, it won the race behind Diageo, Adagio as well, David Pipes, the channel. I think Tritonic, and only a four year old, I think, could be quite a classy sort. Has been running, had two runs in the flat. I think this the thing step in the and I like it to move all take each other on and set up nicely for Tritonic. I think he's a bit short at the moment. I think four or five eight to is a bit short. I mean, he'd probably be a backable price on even money five to four. 
but for me, I think the way the race is going to unfold, I think it's going to set up lovely for him. Yeah, he, he, he's a funny horse. I just wonder if the track there at Cheltenham might not suit him. I, I think maybe a sharp track like the likes of Kempton, mm-hmm. Ascot, when he was, he showed a lot of ability there. To me, just going up and down the hills and the undulations of Cheltenham, just to me, he did. He he, he looked quite unbalanced. Um, he he just didn't. I think a flat track would play more to his strengths. Um, I. I, I Maybe a race like the Fighting Fifth at Newcastle could be a good option if he he was to win this, um, or maybe something like the Elite Hurdle at Wynn Canton. Um, I could see him maybe running well uh, uh, in those kind of races if he was to to win this race. Um, he does have to give away a little bit of weight as well to the skeleton runner. So I don't, I don't I think this is a bit closer than 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 the betting suggests. Stepney Causeway was very progressive last season. He's gone for his fifth win in a row. So. He shouldn't be underestimated, and not the, obviously these are the same colours as all mankind that the Skeltons have done well with. So, yeah, I I'd probably just favour from a price perspective with Stepney Causeway, but Tritonic, I think on a track away from Cheltenham, I think he would be very hard to beat. But I I'd just be concerned about the track for him, and uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be siding with him here. But uh, yeah, but that that that's uh, racing. We like to have different opinions. So Mark is with Tritonic and I'm with Stepney Causeway. We then move on to the next race at Cheltenham, the penultimate race we're going to be looking at. It's the 8-8 Sport Handicap Chase. We've got Sky Pirate, who was a, a favourite horse of mine last year. but I'm favourite of Lucky Loaders. He's brought all the bacon a couple of times, he hasn't he? He has, but mm-hmm. I abandoned him on his day of glory at Cheltenham. I just thought that, I thought they'd blown his handicap, Mark, and I think quite a few other people had as well because after being quite a short price for the race, I think he was quite weak considerably compared to what he had been on the day. I think, was it around about 14 to 1, 11 to 1? Yeah. He won the race. At, he, he had been about as short as 5 to 1 to, for the race and to post. So a lot of punters fell into the same trap as me. They thought potentially blown his mark. But he's a funny horse because he was tried over further. And even though I think he can get further, he's a horse that just, didn't find a lot for under pressure, but he did find under pressure when he won the Grand Daniel. And maybe a fast run two miles is really what he wants. And you have to say, if, if, he, if he was to win this race, you've got to think all those races, maybe like the Tingle Creek, Champion Chase even, obviously it would be a massive step for him to win. Obviously he would have to take on the likes of Shishkin and, and Ergamine and that, you know. But... He might be able to hold his own at that kind of level um, and maybe run into some places at that kind of level, especially if he was to win this because he's got a rating of 159. If he wins this, surely he's going to be in the mid-160s. So, yeah, from a from a class perspective, he he's definitely the one side with, I think. But I thought before midnight was an interesting contender, was progressing well towards the back end of last season. Sam Thomas, it's taken him a while to acclimatise, but he did have a good year last year, his best year as a trainer. And he could be just a trainer to keep on side. He's got a few nice horses to go to war with this year, and this could be one of them. Um, Mark, what were your thoughts on this race? I think Sky Pirate, I mean, if this one's supposed to take the step up in a pan company, move out of handicaps, got to win this and win this impressively off 159. I think 159 is a high enough for me. Um, he's around five to two in the betting right now. I think that's a bit short. I think there's question marks here with um, 
there's a few in here, like, as you say, before midnight, Sam Thomas are coming into a bit of form. The one from three in the last two weeks, 33%. I think uh, Fergal O'Brien's definitely a man to keep on side with uh, Batavia. Uh, that one's got a chance as well. There's an interesting one right at the bottom I'd take a chance on. Is there for Miss Sophie Leach is Astor. Um, this used to be um, with Paul Nichols first run since uh, leaving the yard. Used to run the Andy shirt colours. Obviously changed colours now. Um, if you look at the form and run at Cheltenham at the festival, it's 19 lengths behind um, Sky Pirate that day, but it's got £16 to pull on the weights and the ratings now. Um, think of bottom weight, stables in a better form. You'd want to see money for, for, for Astor, especially from this yard, but I think of bottom weight, this sort of ground, I think have us have a chance. Um, it's currently around 12 to 1 best price available. That the way I'd play this each way, but um, Astor each way, and just hope, hope for a hope for a place. And if I can nick a win, I'll take it. Yeah, Sophie Leach, very underrated trainer, been doing well in France the last couple of years. Um, and she is prone to have some winners here at big prices. So, well, what's the bet from this yard? This yard, like, if if they're weak on the exchange, it's definitely a negative, but if any money for any of her runners is definitely a positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But sometimes I find they do win at big prices. So <laughs> Really? Yeah, I, I've 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 backed a couple of those. I think uh, an old favourite of mine was it Garo de Julier. Are they meant to win though? If you watch the race, did the pace collapse and the jockey just ran on? Yeah, yeah. No, normally that's the way it goes. I, I've had yeah. big price winners from a yard down down the years, but I think like you say, normally like when the money's down, then you really do have to set up and take note. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting horse. And who knows, she might be able to uh, get him ready um, on his uh, stable debut for the yard. So yeah, um, I'm just going to take a chance with Sky Pirate. I do think he might be able to win this. It does look a high mark, but I just thought he could be the class act. And Mark's quite de- uh, keen on the chances end of Ashutar for Sophie Leach. We then go to the last race we're going to be looking at, which is the 405 at Cheltenham. It's uh, one of the Potomac Network handicap qualifiers. Obviously, you have to finish in the first six, which means I believe you qualify uh, for for the race and for the final at the Cheltenham Festival. I actually really like this race, um, but uh, but it's not everybody's favourite. But we've got a Gordon Elliott horse at the top of the market, favourite Tally Beg. Um, won well last time out at Gorham Park. The form was boosted. By the second, going on to win uh, the Durham National at Sedgefield last week in a hat canter, it really was an impressive performance. So that form does look good. But I think there's a few interesting contenders in here. I quite liked one of the other Irish raiders, Born Patriot, for Kevin uh, Sexton, Peter Fahey, and the same colours as uh, Belfast Banter that won the county hurdle here earlier in the season. Uh, I looked at a couple of his runs and I thought the the last one was actually particularly eye-catching, but I thought he was quite tenderly handled. Um, he, he obviously does need to reverse the form with Tally Beg, but I, I just think this has been a target, and I think um, I think he'll strip fitter for his recent run as well. And potentially, off a mark of 132, he's a five-year-old. This could be come and win here and then get put away for, um, for the... Uh, for, for the final next year, uh, I really, I really do think that this is a this is a plot horse, and the market's already cottoned onto it. I saw uh, earlier today he was around about 16, 18 to one in places. You now get ten to one best price anywhere. I can see sevens with sun firms. 
think I think they're scared on this one. Um, what, but what about you, Mark? Are you in agreement with me, or did you like any of uh, of the other rivals in here? Definitely missed that sixteen to one. Probably should have told me about that earlier. But I can see your angle. Does it does it like a potential plot horse and has the uh, the form linked in with the Gordon Elliott runner Tully Big? Um, again, that one one forty. Jordan Gameford takes right, takes three off. What I want to take on at a price, I actually thought I might maybe get bigger here, but this one might have been clipped as well. You may be able to tell me is uh, David Pipe's panic attack. Um, obviously, ran second last time out, second run since wind surgery. I think stable or one from 18 at the moment, but the horses are running better. Um, been a bit of money for some of these runners as well this week, so you'd like to assume that maybe a lot of them are fit and ready to go. I think that run at Aintree behind Simply Lovely, I think that form was okay behind Dan Skelton's. I had to give a ton of weight away that day. I think that form's okay. Um, I think the step up and triple suit and um, the ground shouldn't be an issue either. Um, needs to improve a little bit, but I think um, only a five-year-old, only of one, two, one here. I still think there's room for improvement there. Um, we're getting nearly, what, two stone of Tullybeg here, especially in this heavy ground. Tom Scudamore booked as well on 10 stone seven as, a, as an eye catcher. So I think around nine to one looks a bit of value here, especially if you get an additional place. But this is really competitive. Yeah, she's an interesting horse, that panic attack. I remember she came over, she used to be trained by Willie Mullins and she landed a gamble for a listed bumper at market raising. And then um, she was... She hacked up Paul Townend with her. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. She was meant to be... um, I think she was meant to be considered for going for the champion bumper, but uh, did she run in the champion bumper? Let's have a look. I remember that day because another Irish runner came over. It was... uh... Is that Declan Creeley had brought one over as well for the same race, and they, they couldn't decide. They were both quite weak on the exchange for flip flopping, and then you had the uh, the midnight ginger and Alan Kings in that race as well. Um, they just couldn't decide. I mean, that one's not not turned out to be anything anything great, but yeah. Well, I, I mean, attack. well, I mean, I put up White Heart Ladies my nap of the day at Fontwell yesterday. She was running off a mark of eighty five in a piss poor race at Fontwell, and she finished in fifth and was. Nine to one for that race, so it tells you that that list of bumper was not very good. Yeah, but you you got the winner yesterday, didn't you? So you can't complain. Yeah, but there you go, there you go. But yeah, panic attack it is for Mark. Maybe she could have more to offer over this longer trip. And obviously, the pipe yard always been associated over the years with gambles and these kind of handicaps, especially at Cheltenham. So definitely one to keep on side potentially so it's panic attack from mark and i'm going with the other irish gamble born patriot so there there are thoughts and feelings on the podcast races this week obviously a lot of good action uh to i guess uh stuck into mark is there anything else that we've not touched upon that you, you, you fancy or you're quite happy with what we covered happy with what we covered um I think yeah, I think Wells Fargo's an interesting runner. I think of the prices. I think the twenty to one is too big. I think that one's overpriced. Some of these good dolphin hot pots as well. I think you want to be taking some of them on at the prices. I think Royal Patronage is a wrong price as well. I think four to one's massive for this one. I think this one should be much closer to the favourite here. I think even money four to one is too much for a price gap there. It should be around maybe six to four, fifteen to eight, seven to four pair. That's the way I'd price up. So I think uh, Royal Page at 4-1 is probably the value for El Yeah, so uh, that, that's Mark's thoughts. And my best bet would be Bayside Boy. Uh, I'm going to take Mark on there with Royal Patronage. I do think he is a worthy adversary for that. For me, I just think Luxembourg is too too vulnerable. Um, I'm saying Luxembourg. Luxembourg is an obvious lay, isn't it? It is. It really is. 
I mean, we started the show with you have to lay Luxembourg and we're ending it with you've got to lay Luxembourg and you can clip that up when he wins the derby next year. So, um, yes. So anyway, that's, uh, I say our thoughts and feelings. Thanks for Mark's uh, time this week. Um, we won't be uh, around actually for the next couple of weeks or for at least next week because I'm away on holiday for a short break. So yeah, we'll be back uh, on in a couple of weeks, but yeah, if you're still enjoying these, um, uh podcast remember to follow us on apple spotify google whatever podcast platform you want to listen to us on also as well if you want to follow us on social media we're on twitter at in the saddle pod and we're also available on instagram so thanks for listening and we'll be seeing you again soon